0: day today it's got to be a little brighter right not a bad weekend badgers got a huge win packers get the win last night on sunday night football and uh the brewers get a couple uh the brewers wins the um over the yankees aaron judge by the way just a machine and uh, he's just having one of those epic seasons do i expect this out of aaron judge every year no uh but you kind of just enjoy it uh, as a baseball fan, I think you have to. Creeping up on Babe Ruth, creeping up on Roger Maris, all that kind of stuff. I mean, uh, you know, 88 wins on the season. And uh, he is uh, now sitting at, what, 59 home runs. So what an impressive year he's having. And that that, that alone drew a lot of people uh, to the ballpark this weekend, just to see the phenom that is. But the Brewers, uh, they, just, they just, it's like, you know, they're just treading water. It's water right now. Two games back behind Philadelphia. San Diego now has flip flop with Philadelphia. They've won three in a row while the Phillies have lost four straight. And the Brewers just kind of hanging in there. It's hanging in, hanging in there. It's 78-68. Ten games over five hundred. It's not bad, but it's not where you need to be, obviously. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, Badgers obviously get a big win. Now they've got Ohio State coming up on the docket. But the game last night, Aaron Rodgers and company, um, boy, oh boy. Um, they could have blown. I, 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 I have not rewatched the game. I got home last night after uh, getting out of, uh, Pambo, so to speak. Uh, I got out of there at about, um, 1230 quarter to one by the time I got home. And I've been on the road now eight days. By the time I got home last night, it was about 230 quarter to three. And I had to unpack the car and get the studio equipment up and, and the whole deal. I think I got to bed about 430. And then the phone started ringing this morning at about 7.30. So I ended up shutting it off, which was a mistake because my alarm then went on silent. And had it not been for the fact that I did not close the blinds in my bedroom, I might still be sleeping. Uh, So uh, I ended up with one eye popping up and I went, oh, my goodness, I got to get up and... So I'm running a little bit, uh, running a little ragged today. It may sound like it, too. I'm not sick, just just more tired than anything. It's kind of like a night that you go out drinking, and you're not sick, but you've been drinking, you smoked a cigar, you've been screaming in a bar. That's kind of how I feel today. It's kind of that day. Then you're well aware of that feeling, aren't you? Oh, yes. I had that feeling very much so yesterday morning after
1: <laughs> indulging heavily on Saturday. Good weekend, though. I mean, I don't yeah. know. I It obviously was a little sloppy on the Packers side. There were a couple mistakes. Right. I don't know if we could have asked for much more of a bounce back, though, generally.
0: No, I would agree with that. Uh, I, I, uh, regarding the Packers and their offense, they got it going. They discovered the run 38 touches between A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones last night when Aaron Jones got a total of eight in the game against Minnesota. Now, I'll say this, and, and there were people last night saying, you got to ride them, got to ride them to a championship. Y- no, you they got to be a part of a championship You, because you, you're going to run into teams. Next week, you're going to run into a very staunch defense who can stop the run, and they proved that again yesterday. Uh, and they also baited uh, numerous times Jameis Winston into bad throws now james winston also has a million dollar arm in the 10 cent head analogy uh, where at times he had opportunities and just didn't take them he chose to throw it into <laughs> one time he threw it into quadruple coverage and, and then threw his hands in the air like what And it's just like you cannot be that stupid there are some people that do things and you look at them and go how what what were you thinking and they go what like they're right And it's like, no, you're really wrong. Everybody can see you're wrong. Your stupidity is on display for everyone to witness. And the fact that you don't get it says either, one, you are unbelievably stupid. Two, you never will, which is a character flaw. Because the ability to admit you're wrong gives you the ability to learn. So I I wonder if Jameis Winston, because he was good under Sean Payton, or at least got better. And I wonder if he's going to revert back to the old Jameis Winston, just throwing it up to throw it up, thinking he can, you know, kind of win the world over and see what happens there. But Tampa Bay and Tom Brady ends up getting a win. But I, I just, I don't think the the Packers can just pound it left, right, left, right, left, right. I think what they did was a lot of motion. You had a lot of Christian Watson, a lot of Romeo Dobbs in motion. You had a lot of just – you're dragging guys across the field. You're watching defenses. You're watching them drop into a zone. You understand where the pockets are going to be. You're revealing things with guys in motion. And what I thought they did brilliantly on a couple of calls yesterday was, especially the Sammy Watkins crossing pattern, was they had run that play a couple of times prior. And every time they tossed the ball wide – to either Aaron Jones or A.J. Dillon, and they ran the ball to the left side, set Sammy Watkins up in the slot on the right, ran the ball to the left, drug the defense, and two times I had noted, I I went back and checked my tweets, two times I had noted uh, that that Watkins was open. And I'm thinking, what are they? And then finally, aha, aha, everything sets something up. Then sure enough, he gets that, uh, that scamper down the middle, and there's Sammy Watkins wide open, big first down uh for the packers. So, uh I thought yesterday everything came together. It was their own self-inflicted wounds for lack of a better term that really kind of prevented them from blowing the bears out. The bears are not a good football team. You know, Justin Fields is a one-man show and it, it's it's it, he's not he he's he is what I thought he was. He can, th- he can throw the ball when he's, got good, when he's got time and he's got some guys open. He can throw the ball. He can wing it. Uh, but he is a guy that is going to look to run. He is now – he's only in his second year, and I've got to give him a little bit of a, a growth period. But he's, he's proving to be what I thought he was, a very athletic quarterback. And the term athletic is a connotation to it, – it's a negative. It's not a positive. He's an athletic quarterback because he can do a lot of things, but he doesn't do a lot of things as a quarterback really well. He's a better running back than he is a quarterback. And I think that was a little bit on display last night. Not to, fa- not to say that uh, the Bears you know gave him a lot of help because you uh, he didn't have a lot of guys wide open, but there were times that he had checkdowns. He just didn't take them and didn't see them. He just flat out didn't see them. He was a two-read guy. Boom to the left, boom to the right, and then right back, to the re- back but right back to the left, and then take off. Whereas Rodgers, there was one or two times, and I know uh, we got into some Twitter wars yesterday. I shouldn't say that. I we just you know people's opinions differ. We'll say, but what I said was that uh, Rodgers didn't have anybody to throw to, and people said, "Oh my God, yes he did." No, he didn't. He did have people. There were people open for a split second, but in that period of time, Rodgers is now preparing to get hit as the pocket collapsed early on in that ball game. He had Lazard. He had Sammy Watkins. He had Romeo Dobbs. Guys that broke open for that split second, but they weren't open long enough to make really a, a play. But you watched Rogers' head. Boom, 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 boom. He went through four reads, like looked into the hole where things are supposed to happen, and four reads, and then went back and realized the pocket was collapsing. And that was within a second or two. That's what's so impressive about Rodgers and the mentality going to the line of scrimmage versus a guy like Justin Fields. Now, maybe Fields will get it down the road. I don't think so because I didn't see him go through those progressions when he was at Ohio State. But it was just to watch the difference in quarterback play, to watch the difference in the ability to read the situation. It's like watching high school versus pros. It, it, it just is. It just is. But the Packers gonna win. But had it not been for, and Rodgers, how about this? After the game, because everybody was saying, was that Rodgers' fault on that handoff to A.J. Dillon? And I even said on the air, I said, I, it looked like it was Rodgers' fault. It did. But Rodgers is so rarely wrong, it's very difficult for me to go, yeah, that's on Aaron Rodgers. But last night he comes out, he said, yeah, I screwed that up. I went the wrong way. I screwed it up. That doesn't happen very often. Not the you know, circle is a big red warning sign because it'll probably never happen again, you know, but it's just, it was an oddity. And then obviously Josh Myers, you know, going with the snap count on one rather than two, uh, that was a bit of a a snafu. And and that really kind of spoiled the second half for the Packers who only had a few drives in the second half. That was it. So, but a good game, good game. Defense, uh, after getting just... Dump trucked in the opening drive, came back three straight, three and outs. They gave up a total, I think, of about three yards in those drives collectively, uh, if you take the penalty uh, in there as well. So they did extremely well. Uh, And I thought that uh, overall uh, the defense played pretty well. Do they have, you know, obviously, um, do they have more to do? Absolutely. Absolutely. I thought some of the arm tackling in the second half was, was back to poor. Um, some of the fundamental things that I think this team could be, would be, should be doing, uh, I, I think, are still to be desired. But I think overall, it was it was it, it got better, and they got into a rhythm in the defensive front more so than anything. Let me say this too: I I was driving home last night. And I'm listening, and it was driving me nuts. There were people talking about Rashawn Gary. Okay, let me let me let me say this. And you know, if you've ever listened to me, that I've had, um, I I didn't think he was going to be a good pick when they picked him. I have since completely changed my tune, and I have said it on the air numerous times. So I'm not suddenly jumping on the bandwagon. I followed this progression to becoming a really solid player along the way. Rashawn Gary last night. People say, well, he wasn't in the mix. He was just standing there. And and then I'm listening to one of these other radio stations. They're talking about, well, you know, give it time. He'll show up. He's had this propensity. I'm like, whoa, do you know what the hell you're talking about? Rashawn Gary did twice where he wasn't involved in the play. He wasn't involved in the play. He did exactly what he was supposed to do. What was that? Set the edge. Don't let Justin Fields get outside. He did exactly what he was supposed to do. He stood up the offensive lineman, danced him around the outside, did not allow a cutback lane or or an ability to get around the outside for Justin Fields, or Montgomery for that matter, did exactly what he was supposed to do. He stymied his guy, he stood him up, he held him right there at the point of attack, and that hole then opened up, which should have been filled by a linebacker or a safety or even a transferring, stunting defensive lineman coming to that side of the field. Twice he did it to perfection. He wasn't a part of the play. He statistically didn't matter, but he did exactly what he was supposed to do. Why? Because they didn't want to let Justin Fields get on the outside. Because a couple of times he did crash down, He did go ahead and make a play for the quarterback. He did go ahead and think that he could get the bull rush. He got burned. So sometimes you can look at Rashawn Gary and go, you know what? He's not really doing much, but watch him. Watch what he's supposed to do. Sometimes you can look like you're getting blocked, but really what you're doing is allowing yourself to get it blocked into a position of effectiveness. Coaches will call it that. Your position of effectiveness. That's where you go. If you need to be the guy that cuts off the the, the end and forces him up, be that guy. You're not going to get a tackle. You're not going to get a stat. But guys inside that film room are going to know you did exactly what you're supposed to do because there's the hole, which means Devondre Campbell or Clay Walker or Anybody else that's filling the middle is supposed to come, stand right in that hole, plant their hips and go, come to me, baby, and take them down. That's the way it works. So I'm coming home last night. I'm listening to people just rip Qua- or uh, rip, uh, uh, Rashawn Gary. And I'm like, wait a minute. He did exactly what he was supposed to do. And you're criticizing the guy because he wasn't you know, loading up on tackles? So uh, I thought that was interesting, an interesting perspective last night. And don't forget, he did get a sack last evening as well. But I thought that was an interesting perspective. He did have a couple of plays that yeah, it wasn't good. Wasn't good. But he <laughs> but there was nobody that was perfect. You you can point out a play and go, "Yeah, that he got he got blown up." I'm sure you can. I'm sure you, every player gets blown up. It happens. But if you can only point to one, that's not a bad day at the office right there, unless of course that's the, you know, game-winning score or something like that. So, Give us a shout. You choose to do so. Again, 877-867-1670. But I thought Rashawn Gary played a pretty solid game. So for those that were coming after him last night, uh, no. I I think he was pretty solid. So there you go. Uh, What else do we got for you? If you want to hit us up on Twitter, you can do so, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. Hit us up on Facebook, Facebook fan page, Facebook uh, Bud Light live stream. Going right now. Uh, that's The Bill Michael Show on Facebook. Find us on YouTube, Bill Michael Show on YouTube, on Twitch TV. Uh, email the program, The Bill Michael's, The T H E, Bill Michael's at gmail.com, TheBillMichael's at gmail.com. You can find us on the website, TheBillMichael's.com as well. Uh, and again, we are on YouTube, We are on Twitch, We are on Twitter, We are on Facebook, many of the different platforms. You can always watch the program there as well. Ben, I want to get your text uh, or takeaways from what uh, you witnessed last night as well. We'll get into that discussion. Also, uh, for those of you over on the Bud Light live stream, we'll start to get some of your commentary and so much more. So much more. Hang in there. we got a lot more of the Bill Michaels show on this Victory Monday, we can call it, as the Packers get a win over the uh, Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears uh, on one of the stations down in Chicago always call it Victory Monday, Chicken Monday. So we'll kind of steal that. Even though I hate that, I hate kind of you know taking anything from Chicago, but I gotta I gotta be honest. Anytime you beat Chicago, it is so much sweeter on a Monday, isn't it? It just is. I don't know why, but it just is. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
2: I didn't play great, you know, and I feel like the stats look a little better than the game. You know, the standard I set for myself is pretty high. I feel like it is attainable, and my definition of success, I feel like, rests uh, gently on my my shoulders and my ego. But, but I missed some throws that I should never
3: miss, and, and there were some opportunities for more points out there.
0: Those are the words of Aaron Rodgers. Welcome back to the program. The Bill Michael Show brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. Speaking of Bud Light, the huddle this week, we are back. We are at the Mecca Sports Bar and Grill downtown Milwaukee, the Deer District, coming up on Wednesday night, be a face in the crowd. Again, going to be at the Mecca, 6 to 8 this Wednesday night. We're back down in the Deer District, looking forward to it. Come on down, hang out, watch a little baseball, whatever else is on the tubes talking some Packers football. The upcoming opponent is going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers down in Tampa Bay this coming weekend. And uh, looking forward to the good food down there, uh, the good hospitality down there. It's just a really cool place right in front of the Pfizer Forum. Come on by the Mecca Sports Bar and Grill this Sunday. Speaking of uh, being out and about, this Sunday, it's, it's a special day. We're going to do a watch party. I want to get people together. Uh, even if you don't ride a motorcycle, there's a motorcycle ride this weekend. and it benefits Fisher House, Wisconsin. Uh it's it's not my ride. Joe Hennis does a great ride out of Sloppy Joe's out in Hubertus. So and it it I hopefully I can do a little bit. But what we're gonna do is they're doing the ride in the morning, ending up at Smoke on the Water in Okachi Lake. We are gonna do the postgame show. We're gonna do the we're gonna watch the game together, watch party postgame show all live from Smoke on the Water out in Okachi Lake and maybe it's our uh, you know kiss goodbye to summer, but regardless, we're going to have a great time. So come on out and join us, whether you ride a motorcycle or you don't. It doesn't matter. You can come out and enjoy the Packers game, enjoy the postgame show, all the food, all the fun, all the frivolity that goes along with it, all the beverages. There's going to be some Bud Light specials going on out there, but that's from our friends at Smoke on the Water, and don't forget about our friends at Bud Light as well. So really, really, really looking forward to that. So, Ben, what was your takeaway from last night's contest? A lot there. I think
1: overall, what I said in the beginning, it's what we could have asked for bouncing back, kind of like they did last year with the division opponent at home. It's not clean. There are still things that there you want to see improved upon. But overall, many positive signs. I thought Matt LaFleur's fingerprints were all over the offensive game plan. And we saw Rodgers, after one of the Aaron Jones touchdowns, one of the tosses, point to the sideline and say, LaFleur, you know, Styling that play up that worked, so I thought it was a good day from Rodgers. He said he didn't play great. I was talking last week. It's like given what they have on the outside and in general with this offense, uh, the offense will go and stop, if you will, with Aaron Rodgers. And when it works like it did, even when the running backs go crazy, I think we have to give him a lot of credit for making all of that work. So I think he played well. Uh, Obviously, it was a comfortable win in terms of the defense. It's kind of crazy how much a secondary can fly around and look great when Justin Jefferson isn't running at you. Um, So they look great. Uh, There weren't many threats out there, if you will. Uh, Special teams were fine, generally, minus the almost muff from Amari Rogers. Uh, The biggest thing to me, defensively at least, is Quay Walker's flashing and the athleticism they now have at that linebacker spot. Like when Justin Fields was running or trying to run into the end zone to make it a seven-point game, that play Quay Walker made, people that aren't him don't make that play. Crazy right. fast, the close. So I, I think there are a lot of good signs from the younger guys uh, as they get their feet wet and as everything gets going. I don't know. I'm encouraged. I, I'm not all the way in on, you know, everything's fine and fixed and stuff, but no, I'm very no. encouraged.
0: Big day for Aaron Rodgers, 19-25, 234 yards yesterday, and then obviously a couple of touchdowns. Sacked three times. Early on in that ball game, the pressure was there. The defense of the uh, the Bears was there. Uh, the Packers were able to drive down and get the field goal. Ultimately, the drive stalled. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, early on, Rodgers was uh, was getting hit, and they were having some trouble. And I look, I understand Elton Jenkins was rusty. Come on, man, come on. He has not played meaningful snaps of football since really, I think it was what was it uh, October of last year. So I'm I'm not. I'm not coming down on Elton Jenkins. The fact that he's out there and playing and getting some reps, and he knows he was rusty. I thought it would the, the comments by Matt Lafleur after the game that said, "Kudos, to Elton Jenkins for playing. We don't win that game without him." I don't know if that's verbal slobnobbery or if that is an indictment of the backup situation they had the week before. Did you hear that, Ben? Did you hear what he said? That? Yeah, I have it actually. Cause that that. But play that back because Matt Lafleur t- just raves about Elton Jenkins and how they don't win the game if he doesn't play.
3: I really don't think if he's not in the
2: lineup, we don't win that game. And it transcends his his level of play. What he's able to bring to us, you know, I thought first night out, I thought he did a great job. And certainly, there's there's some things that he's going to want to clean up, like every guy, but just his mere presence out there, I really think that was just a big-time difference for our
0: offense. So just his presence caused them to win the game. Now, do you take that as, hey, it's great to have him back, or do you take that as, holy crap, our backups suck? Well,
1: part of the second, definitely. I genuinely think his presence makes everybody else so much better. In terms of what they're able to not worry about. And even if Jenkins himself doesn't play great, just him being there automatically raises the level of everybody else on the line. So I think it's very additive in that way. And yeah, the backup situation is not ideal.
0: Yeah, I I I didn't really know how to take that. I, I just uh, I I, I that that made me go, what? When he said that that they don't win that game without Rashawn or without um, without Elton Jenkins, I, I I wish there was a follow up question to that. Not that he's going to say, you know, between you, me, and the fence post, our backups not that good. I that ain't that ain't going to happen. But I, I I really I didn't know how to take that comment, and I thought that was I, I wish. Uh, sometimes you just get the answer and you write it down and you got to move on. And when you're in those press conferences, but I, that's one of those questions. That's one of those answers I should say that deserved a follow-up question. And, uh, and, and there wasn't. So it's, it's not to to rip anybody that was in that press conference because I know how that is. I've been there, done that, but that was when I heard it as somebody just kind of listening. Uh, I thought that was the interesting. and plus there's a lot of guys in there that have different questions. They have their own questions that they want answered for the story that they're writing or whatever angle it is they're taking into the game. But I I thought that was rather interesting. Uh, Again, no David Bakhtiari. Um, Now, the expectation is this was the plan. To get a couple of weeks into the season, they have changed up some of the padded practices to accommodate hitting versus rest for Bakhtiari and his days. So, he doesn't get days of back to back hitting, days of back to back strenuous activity, so to speak. And then he was expected, at least this was, from what I understand, after talking to a couple people last night, from what I understand, it was this is the plan that he will then return to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this Sunday to play left tackle. So. Remember, Elton Jenkins last year missed a couple of games, and he said before he went down with the injury, he said, man, it was so tough after a couple of weeks off, so tough to come. It took him half a football just to get back and acclimate it. So I knew just putting him out there was was by no means a sure thing. Just to say Elton Jenkins is back doesn't mean anything. Elton Jenkins has to shake the rust off, get back into the feel of the speed of the game, and then adapt and adjust. It is going to be that way for David Bakhtiari. So when Bakhtiari doesn't look like David Bakhtiari, to the level of play that you believe he should be at or what you've come to expect, don't be calling in, don't be going crazy, don't be saying, oh, my God, Bakhtiari's done, he's washed up, he'll never play again, he's terrible. you got to give him a few, okay? Because when he does come back, he's coming back again. Pick your defense. You know, Tampa Bay's a really good defense, but they got some big boys and rushers up front Chicago I think this was the plan all along it doesn't matter you're uh, in the trenches it's man to man in the trenches you're up against that guy or two so Bakhtiari doesn't matter who he faces he's going to face a tough opponent doesn't matter he's going to get their best rusher so it's going to take him a little while to get acclimated I'm not expecting much out of David Bakhtiari specifically in the first half of a ball game so I think Matt LaFleur Aaron Rodgers and company are all going to design things to ease David Bakhtiari back into play after being gone for almost now two years. Think about that. New Year's Eve 2020 is when he went down. That's how long he's been gone. Let's do this. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break, come back. Got a lot more to get to, a lot more of your – and Pac fan, I agree with you. People that were, were rip, ripping Gary last night, they don't understand uh, what playing the edge is. Um, Tom says, don't forget about Randall Cobb, bear killer. Tom, you're, you're right. The master of the inside slant, and I like that Lazard said how much he's learned from Randall Cobb regarding that. So when I said last night on Twitter, uh, Cobb on the inside slant, that's a credit to Cobb because the way he worked, the way Alan Lazard worked off of that block to get the inside slant touchdown came from, came from Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb has been working with him or at least worked with him in the past on doing that little quick inside deal to get open. And, you know, Cobb's effect there. And Cobb last night, same thing, where he had, we had that symbiotic relationship. He knew where uh, Aaron Rodgers wanted to go with the football. It was a breakdown play. He came back, got it first down, and extended that drive that then allowed Alan Lazard to score. So Randall Cobb had his thumbprint, and he's kind of a bear killer, for lack of a better term as well. So he had his thumbprint all over that game last night. Stick around. we got a lot of stuff to get to. This portion of the program brought to you by friends at CUNIS RV and CUNIS Automotive. Go to shopcunis.com. Dealerships, automotive dealerships, cars and trucks all over the state. There are RV dealerships. I drive past them everywhere. I've been traveling now for, uh, for, what, eight days. Whether it's driving over to Minneapolis, up the highway, or from Eau Claire to La Crosse, La Crosse to Tomahawk, Tomahawk to Green Bay, Green Bay to Milwaukee been all over every time you're heading excuse me every time you're heading up and down the highway you see cunis rv you can get service anywhere you can get a new one get a used one consignment parts accessories service cunis rv that's the way to go go to cunis k-u-n-e-s dot com. if you're looking for an rv motorhome fifth wheel travel trailer camper van or if you're looking for a new or used car or truck with dealerships all over buying power everywhere and they treat you right Go To Kunis, K U N E S, shopcunis.com, shopkunis.com. Stay tuned, we got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
3: The definition of success
2: isn't always measured in stats. And for Elton, I thought tonight was an absolute success. I really do. Uh, he's been out for a long time and he's battled in practice and battled in his rehab and he went out there and played an NFL football game
0: that to me is a successful night good words from Aaron Rodgers talking about Elton Jenkins in his return a lot of praise from the, uh, the head coach Matt LaFleur saying they don't win the game without Elton coming back and playing in that game speaking of Aaron Rodgers Ben did you see the uh, there was footage of Aaron Rodgers walking into the stadium yesterday, and did you see the Twitter world uh, and more so the fashion world goes bananas because of what he was wearing on his feet? Did you see that? No. What was it? He was he was wearing a combination from Prada of Prada Adidas sneakers, Ugh. black all black, and um without the pouches on them they're they're probably pretty cool but they actually come with two not one but two zip up velcro pouches that stick to the shoelaces they are the stupidest looking thing now he did not have the I will say this he did not have the uh the pouches attached to the shoes just an FYI that I could see. But they come with pouches attached to the shoes, which make them look like a, an old dude wearing a fanny pack. They remind me of fanny packs for your feet. I'll, I'll get a picture of them and send them to you or, or tweet them out. But, yeah, uh, that, was, that was what the fashion world was all the rage about. Oh, I've was seen the air- shoes out and about. They are hideous. Hideous. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers wearing the Prada Adidas combination shoes, which, by the way, they go for uh, um, uh, the retail price in these things is uh, like uh, $2,000 or something like that. Or no, no, excuse me, excuse me, that's way too much. Excuse me, $850 for these shoes. 850 the the black color away, the rare shoes released on Jan- January thirteenth, twenty 2022, for 850 bucks. the average resale price is 681 dollars but yeah they're they're not they're not great looking shoes but aaron Rodgers had the cool sense to take the pouches off before walking in into the game <laughs> so there you have it uh eight seven, seven, we're coming up next we're going to talk a little gambling little line action how'd i do this weekend by the way you went one and two. Uh, all three picks were yesterday. The Packers won. You
1: lost with the Ravens, though. They completely choked yeah. against Miami. And God, the Broncos yes. are just a disaster on a football field. But they I won. They didn't never, come.
0: I, yeah, I, I really thought that the Ravens would just stomp on what to. I, I, let me say this. I, now, two games does not a season make. But they put a lot of pressure on Tua of this year in Miami. When they went out and got Tariq Hill and company, and they started adding pieces to that roster. And it was (laughs) kind of like, here you go, kid. We're going to give you enough rope to hang yourself. So we can then either say we made a mistake and move on, or we can go ahead and say, okay, you're the real deal. And what he did yesterday in bringing that team back with Jalen Waddell, Tariq Hill is just, I, I think Tariq Hill might be a better receiver than Devontae Adams. It's just far as speed and ability to get open. Because Devontae Adams is technically unbelievably sound. But watching what Tariq Hill did yesterday, oh, my goodness. Tua throws six, six touchdowns yesterday. Six of them, all over the place. Tariq Hill had a couple, Jalen Waddle had a couple, and it goes down the list. But what a day yesterday. Leads them back, and in Baltimore, mind you, and uh, and gets the win. And Lamar Jackson did not have a bad game. He got stuffed on the fourth down, which uh, that was, much like the Packers game, that was the key play of the game when they stuffed him on that fourth and short. Um, but, yeah, that uh, that was somewhat of a stunner to see uh, Baltimore go down at home to Miami, who starts out 2-0 and on the season. And it wasn't a bad day at the office uh, by any stretch of the imagination for Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, he had nine carries for 119 yards, a 79-yard touchdown run. He also was 21 of 29 and threw for 318 yards, had a quarterback rating of 142.6, three touchdowns. But his defense let him down late in that ball game. Defense let him down. Dolphins came back. Twenty eight points they put up in the fourth quarter. The defense was it was like they started taking on a little water, and then the hole just blew wide open. And so, anyway, long story short, they would have covered, and I would have had uh, I would have been two and one. But uh, man, oh man, did that uh, Baltimore Ravens defense fail me yesterday, big time. Uh, so let's do this. We're going to step away. We're going to come back, talk a little bit about the lines, about the spreads. Tonight's contests, I say that in the plural because you got the Titans are on the road taking on the Bills and the Bills mafia. Bills coming home after that big win on Thursday night football to kick off the season in LA. They beat the Rams. They now come back home. They got the Titans and Derrick Henry to contend with. And then the Vikings, who look so strong against uh, the Green Bay Packers in week one, they go on the road and take on Ben Kenny's. Philadelphia Eagles, Jalen Hurts and company waiting for them. At the link, so a lot going on tonight with those lines. We'll talk a little bit more about all of that when we come back. Stay tuned. Whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. We were up in Tomahawk, ran into Ryan De Stefano, and Wabam is continuing to grow, getting bigger, better than ever. They are not uh, only here in Wisconsin anymore; they're starting to really expand out. The product has taken taken hold. Detailers are now discovering it. They're proprietary when it comes to their chemical uh, formulations and, and makeup. It's just an unbelievable company. I've been telling you for a while whether it's industrial, janitorial, or you're just a car enthusiast, a bike enthusiast, a boat enthusiast, you clean up around your house, whatever it happens to be, go to get, G-E-T, getwabam.com. That is getwabam.com. See for yourself about the product. It's just, it's taken everybody by storm and they were they were giving a lot of stuff away but they were selling a ton of stuff after people used it on their motorcycles over the weekend and went holy crap this stuff i i, I just i want to lean back and pound my chest cuz i'm not right about a lot of things in my life but this was one of them where i went yeah that works that that's good good stuff that is get 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 more the bill michael show next this is the bill michael show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone radio network <laughs> now in green bay here's mike clemens
3: the packers beat the bears 27 to 10 last week matt lafleur pledged he would get aaron jones more carries after the loss in minnesota last night jones scored two touchdowns one on a run another on a short pass lafleur after the game
2: yeah i was kind of disappointed Rudy have 18 touches i'll tell you why aaron jones man he was he was absolutely electric every time i think he was going down he'd, he'd somehow find a way and scored his way through and he's just a hell of a competitor.
3: Jones finished with a combined 170 yards total offense and was asked if he was looking forward to the Bears game after the loss in Minnesota. I was really looking forward to it yeah uh coach came out and said it yeah we're gonna get you and AJ the ball more and get you guys more involved so uh that just naturally put a smile on my face and uh, know that I had to show up when he when my number was called and um, that just pushes me that much harder. Well, the Bears had a good opening drive, going 71 yards in just seven plays, and scoring on a Justin Fields run into the end zone. But Fields ended up only throwing 11 passes in the game; the rest all running plays. Did their offense under Luke Getzey become one-dimensional? Head coach Matt Eberflus. Yeah, I mean, I always think that on offense you have to have balance. You know, so we're gonna have to look at that, and we'll look at that, you know, as we as we assess the game and evaluate the game. And but man, the way we were running it, I mean, shoot, we were running it really well. We were going with what was working for us. After the Bears touched on the Packers' defense, shut down Chicago, did they make any adjustments to the game plan? I asked Preston Smith.
0: Uh, no, nah, we just made sure we made those mistakes, man. It was a lot of mistakes that was made on that first drive that you know, a lot of people wouldn't know, but internally we know we had to play more sound and move faster and play more with a sense of urgency. And we came out there, and, uh, and after the, after
2: those drives, we played with sense of urgency, got lined up, played, and made sure that we didn't make a lot of mistakes again.
3: That's Packers outside linebacker Preston Smith. From Lambeau Field, I'm Mike Clemens. On the Bill Michael Show.
0: Welcome back, man! I tell you what, coming home late last night, I have talked about it time and again. Look, you can still get in on the pro cam vehicle, that Winnebago Revel. That they're giving away with Mountain Dew over a quick trip, that's fantastic. But just using that place late at night, you need a little something to eat, a little go-go juice to get you home on the couple-of-hour drive back into the Milwaukee area. I just love quick trips. So if you're out and about, don't forget about getting yourself in using your quick rewards card for that Pro Camp Revel, the Winnebago Revel, Revel. that's going to be taking you off-road if you'd like to go in that direction because that, thing, that thing's a lot of money. I didn't realize that. That thing's a lot of money. They're giving one away. But you got a chance to win one, and but your chances, uh, your opportunity is dwindling. Is it? Uh, they're going to draw for that thing at the end of the month. They're going to give that thing away. But uh, you stop into your local Quick Trip, use your Quick Rewards card, and you are going to be good to go. Let's do this. Uh, let's get to, to our buddy Matt Mitchell uh, from the Action Network and talk a little betting. Matt, how you doing? How'd you do this weekend, man?
2: I had an outstanding day thanks to the hardworking men and women of the New England Patriots organization. <laughs>
0: Let's start there because uh, I, 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 what a day yesterday for Mac Jones in the, in the sense that they, the offense is being heavily criticized. Matt Patricia seems to be some kind of a bumbling idiot anywhere he goes. He can call a defense, but for whatever reason, they've got him calling the offense. It's something he really hasn't done before. They're not setting the world on fire. A lot of criticism, but they still are able to pull off a win against, even without T.J. Watt, a staunch defense in Pittsburgh.
2: Oh, it was a, a master class from Bill Belichick, a man that, as a Buffalo Bills fan, i despise and I'd turn away from him. I'd cross the street if I saw him in public. But he's a great <laughs> great guy to bet with your dollars. And despite a, a scuffling offense, watching them just grind the game away uh, late and just not give Pittsburgh a chance to, to take the lead. And, you know, Pittsburgh made one terrible mistake. They muffed a punt. New England fell on it. And that, that was the difference in the
0: game. Was uh, I want to go over to the Jacksonville game? The Jacksonville Jaguars shut out the Colts, who tied the week prior. Now goes scoreless in week two. But was this the the uh, the the Doug Peterson effect on Trevor Lawrence? What we saw yesterday.
2: Yeah, I think Jacksonville was, was just laying down for Urban Meyer last year. They were ready for any new voice. I think they picked a, a phenomenal new voice in Peterson. And, and the Colts just aren't good. They, they get screwed over by an, you know, an unlikely Andrew Luck retirement. And since then, owners trying to go the, the quick fix route with these aging quarterbacks. And Matt Ryan, he's, he just ain't it. And they seem to be uh, circling the drain right now.
0: Then you've got the uh, Trey Lance effect. As he goes down yesterday, broken ankle, out for the season. Jimmy Garoppolo comes in, promptly takes him to a 27-7 win over the Seahawks. The Seahawks, who got the win in that uh, decision, we'll say, at the end of the game against the Denver Broncos in week one. Now the San Francisco 49ers come in and just beat them up uh, with Jimmy Garoppolo. Is this the now Garoppolo effect? Because that's a team that we all thought could possibly win the division, could possibly find themselves deep into the post season again if they used garoppolo and not trey lance and now it's all garoppolo all the time it's it's a
2: fascinating juxtaposition with a team like dallas another team with you know high expectations traditionally who has no backup plan despite their win yesterday cooper is no Jimmy garoppolo and so you know you kind of lose a quarterback and your ceiling crashes down the 49ers played it safe they kept jimmy around for just this occasion and boy did they look smart we know Jimmy can take him all the way to the Super Bowl. He's a, he's a fine game manager of a quarterback, especially with Shanahan under control. And, yeah, I, I think the uh, the ceiling is all the way to the NFC Championship for San Francisco right now.
0: Our buddy Matt Mitchell on the line from the Action Network, brought to you by our friends at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. They've got the, the Golden Play coming up this month, and you can also win $5,000 on Thursdays. So you've got games coming up tonight, the early one, the Titans on the road taking on the Bills, the Bills at home, and uh, they're given 10 in this one with Derrick Henry who can ground and pound. If they get it going against the Bills' defense, they could chew up a lot of clock, and maybe that uh, that deficit of 10 points becomes a lot closer because of that. But how do you see the game working out?
2: As a Bills fan, I have to put that aside. I note that you know when we talk about you know things you can't handicap from a narrative perspective, it's the second September primetime game in the city of Buffalo in the last twenty-two years. It's going to be bananas there. Last week, they already gave the children of Orchard Park, New York, a half day today so they could get the buses in and out in time for how many <laughs> people are going to be in that in that tailgate lot. But that so it's going to be it's going to be raucous. But that said, Mike Vrabel is an absolute underdog king. We have 150 NFL head coaches in our database listed as a three-point underdog or more ever, and Mike Vrabel is by far the most profitable coach straight up. He wins games like this outright. He knows how to pull upsets, like you said. Limit mistake, run the ball, play keep away, just like Bill Belichick his mentor, like we talked about in Pittsburgh. He is a a king of covering spots like this. So if you're going to play it, I'd either take the over, because I think we'll see a lot of points today, or – you got to take Tennessee and take the 10, even though I'd love to see a 50 to nothing Bills win.
0: Right. I was going to say, oh, I thought maybe you might go with a little more of the heartstring there, but sticking with your head and your money and your wallet more so than anything. I like it. Then you've got to the game that's a little bit later on Vikings on the road taking on the Eagles. Uh, public money both on the Bills and the Vikings. Vikings, an impressive win over the Green Bay Packers in week one. Can they do it on the road against the Eagles in week two?
2: A lot of people like to talk about this uh, "don't bet Kirk Cousins in primetime" narrative, and I think that's I think that's dead. He lost his first nine Monday Night Football games, but his last two, he's won. He's covered. I think whatever was going on there, he's figured it out. That said, a lot of our guys on at the Action Network, including the Action Network podcast experts. Like Philadelphia and this one at home, they're not laying a big number. It should be a, speaking of a raucous environment. It should be insane with you know uh, scumbags like Ben Kenny in Philadelphia filling the <laughs> stadium. Uh, I, I would expect them to to show out and cover that number easily too.
0: Excellent, excellent, Matt. Always great to talk to you, man. We'll talk to you at the end of the week and we'll get the whole weekend spread as well. Okay. Thanks a lot. All right, buddy, there you go. Matt Mitchell, Action Network, joining us. Good old boy Mitch, Uncle Mitch, over there on uh, on Twitter, if you want to find him, and the Action Network, easy to find. Shows you where the public money's going, show you what the odds are, all that kind of good stuff, the inside stuff, go to actionnetwork.com. You can find it there. It's all brought to you by Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. Pays big. You got Wheel Spin Wednesdays going on right now. You can score up to 10000 bucks. Don't forget uh, you got a lot of good stuff coming up on Thursday too. You can win 5000 on Thursdays. Coming up next though. Let's break down the film. Let's break down the win. Eric at Green Bay Press Gazette, joins me next on the Bill Michael show. The Bill Michael Show podcast. Listen, rate,
3: subscribe.